Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What eventually happens to you, the unbeliever? Look all the way to the end. And we have at the end of time, there will be a judgment for all unbelievers. And you are then taken and thrown into the lake of fire. That is the ending destination. And you will live there in torment forever with Satan, with his demons, and every unbeliever. Most everyone has some kind of concept about hell, whether they believe it exists or not, or what or who will populate it. Cartoons, for the most part, make it seem as though it's annoying and difficult, but not that bad there. The Bible, however, paints quite a different picture of this place. Pastor Mark will be teaching us about this. The first thing to realize is that it was never intended for man, but only for the devil and his fellow rebels. It's a place of perpetual torment, but also significantly separation from God and from all of his love and goodness. This is a sobering thought to contemplate. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 16 with part two of his message, Life After Death, Choose Your Destiny. Now, I'm going to give you two things today that are pretty pointed. First one's going to be at Buddhism in general. The second will be about the Mormons. Now, I'm not against them. I'm not talking against them. But I want to show you what the Bible says about truth and why they are 1,000% wrong. And they have been deceived by Satan. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, you shouldn't do that. Oh, yes, I should do that. Because we teach people. Now, God loves all of them, but they just believe wrong. That's why we send missionaries. So here's a headline that just came out a couple of weeks ago. The Dalai Lama, who is the spiritual leader of the Tibetan Buddhism, he hints at rebirth as a woman outside China's influence. What are we talking about there? Look at his statement. Well, look at me for just a moment. In Buddhism, there's a belief that everybody is reincarnated. You just keep coming back and back and back and back. And the Dalai Lama is kind of the head of the Tibetan. And he hates China. So, you know, where Tibet is near China. And he most of the time lives in India because he doesn't want to be there. So look at his statement. As far as my own rebirth or reincarnation is concerned... The final authority is my say. God isn't in the picture anywhere. They don't believe in God. My say. No one else is, and obviously not the Chinese communists. So here's what he says. Here's what they believe. The Dalai Lama keeps coming back. He's reincarnated. 
There's only been one. They just, they're reincarnated. They can be, re- in Buddhism beliefs, you can come back and be reincarnated as another human or an animal. And he's going to be reincarnated. Notice what it said up there. He's going to come back as a woman. Reincarnated as a woman. And usually the Dalai Lama comes as a child. So he's going to come back as a young girl and be reincarnated. Now, when you look at that, here's the first thing I want you to write. This is the lie, the deception, whatever you want to call it, of reincarnation. Eventually, everybody is good enough. Now, what does that mean? Well, you say, well, Pastor Mark, why do you call that a lie? Well, let me show you from Scripture, Hebrews 9.27. Just as man is destined to die, how many times? How many, how many times will you die? Once. How many times did they say they die? Just keep coming back. Just keep coming. Just as man is destined to die once, and after that, to face the judgment. You see, their false belief says that the individual soul survives, is reincarnated into another body, like I told you, human or animal. Eventually, that person becomes so enlightened, whatever that term means, and they're absorbed in the divine all. Why do I say that's a lie? Because the Bible says everyone dies once and then the judgment. There is no reincarnation. It's a thousand percent false. Now, here's another one to write down. The lie of annihilation, that death ends it all, and basically, there's no afterlife. Now, you probably know, and you might even be here, and that's what you believe. You've been taught that basically, when you die, you're going to go into the ground, you're going to be fertilizer for somebody's yard, and that's it. You're done. You're finished. And so when you do that, what kind of mentality do you have? Eat, drink, be merry, because tomorrow you're not going to exist. Well, why do I call that a lie? By the way, Satan knows this is a lie. Satan knows he's going to spend eternity in the lake of fire with the demons. He knows he's going to live on forever. So he just lies to mankind. You're just simply going to cease to exist. Now, what did we just read? Let's see if you have any memory. Hebrews. Just as man is destined to die once, period. That's it. Pastor Mark, it proves it. No. And after, hello, say it with me. And after that, to face judgment. Do you got it? No, you don't just cease. Now you're going to face judgment. So that means I'm going to live after I die. There's no such thing as being buried, and that's it. No, you die once, and then you're going to face judgment. And you will absolutely live in one of two places. Now notice How is this proven by our story this morning? The rich man and the beggar die. Are they alive now? Yes, they're alive. Their their body's gone. They're alive. You'll see them talking to each other. They're 100% alive. Proof again that it's wrong. Annihilation is actually a lie from Satan. Now, look at verse 23 again. In Hades or hell, where he was in torment, 
he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. This is the lie. Write it down, if you will. You need to understand these because people will shoot these up at you when you're trying to witness to them. The lie of universalism. That's why I told you not to read The Shack, go to the movie, because that's what it's based on. This guy is totally against God. He lies against God. If you read his latest book, The Lies of God, he'll say there's no salvation. You don't need to be saved. There's no hell. God is not a good guy. Everybody goes to heaven. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, notice, many people say, it doesn't really matter what you believe, Pastor Mark, as long as you believe. Really? Okay, four and four is nine. No, it's really eight. Well, it might be eight for you. It's nine for me. How stupid is that? So I understand the lie of universalism is destroyed by the truth of the Bible. Universalism, again, says this. God is a God of love. Is he? Yes. But he's a God of truth. And so they would say, everybody goes to heaven when you die. Well, look at the proof from the Bible. 100% wrong. All a lie. Matthew 25, 46. Jesus teaching. Then they will go away, watch the two destinations. Number one, to eternal punishment, hell. Number two, but the righteous, the born again, those that are saved, to eternal life. So does everybody go to heaven? Of course not. They go to one of two places. Truth, everybody will spend eternity in either heaven or hell. You don't get to come back and try it again. There's no reincarnation. You don't go in the ground and that's the end of it. No, you're going to be judged after that. And then the judgment, depending on whether you're a believer or unbeliever, you will spend in one of two places, heaven and hell. Now, hell was never created for people. It's created for the devil. But when you're born, we have that sin nature. And we have to deal with that sin nature. Adam and Eve passed it to us. And we have to choose to receive the Messiah, Jesus, in the forgiveness of sins. Now, let me try to explain what happens. Take a look at this. It's not hard to see. In the beginning, way back in the, on that top side, Garden of Eden, origin of death. Remember, that's when sin came. We're now in the Abraham's bosom or this place of destination. Now, let me use it as an illustration today. You can see this. On one side, we have unbelievers. And notice, their body's in their grave, but their spirit is in torment. On the other side, we have believers. Their body is in the grave or burned up, cremated, but they're in the place of paradise. So just look at me, and we'll use the church this morning, kind of the middle aisle as the dividing point, okay? So I know you won't like this, but okay. When you go to heaven, notice this chasm. See right down here in the bottom? Between the believers and the unbelievers, there's a chasm. So there's a dividing line right here. There's a dividing line. Now, this is before Jesus comes. I'll explain what happens later, okay? So when Jesus is talking about here, he's talking about on one side, the rich man is there, and this is hell. So all of you are in hell this morning right here, okay? <laughs> on that left side. And, and on this side, you're in heaven. You're in heaven. That's worth at least three or four lunches from a few of you this week for me. All right, now. Okay, so this is a place of torment, and this is a place of blessing. Now, we would call that, it's called hell or Hades in the time where Jesus is teaching. He has not gone to the cross yet. Over here, it's not called heaven yet. It's called 
paradise. Remember when the thief on the cross finally accepted Jesus, just before Jesus died, what did Jesus say to him? Today you'll be with me in paradise. Okay? So notice there's a division, and you'll see this in a moment. Can you that are in hell get up and transfer after you're dead to heaven? Can you? No. It's, what's the second word I talked to you about? Truth. And what was the second word? Anybody remember? Fixed. Impossible. Can't change. Done deal. You'll see the reason for that. The rich guy's going to say, please come over here and give me some water from, I'm dying over here, man. I I just, can he come over? No, he cannot come over. It's fixed. Now, third heaven. There's underneath it, the cross. So when Jesus died on the cross, what did he do? He came down to Abraham's bosom. This side were your believers, all the way up to the balcony, your believers. Where did he take you after he was resurrected? To heaven. He left that place empty, except for the unbelievers. So you, the body of Christ, Christians, the Bible says this, today, because of Jesus, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Now, where is the Lord? He's in heaven. So you're in heaven. All that side of hell was emptied, which is the good side, Abraham's bosom. It's emptied and you were taken to heaven. So when a Christian dies today, they absolutely immediately go where? To heaven. For how long? Forever. And there'll be a new heaven, a new earth. We won't get into that today. Now, what about unbelievers today? Did unbelievers change when Jesus died on the cross? No. They are still in that temporary place of torture right there. They're basically there in torment in hell or Hades. Well, what eventually happens to you, the unbeliever? Look all the way to the end. And we have at the end of time, there will be a judgment for all unbelievers. And you are then taken and thrown into the lake of fire. That is the ending destination. And you will live there in torment forever with Satan, with his demons, and every unbeliever. Now, what will you be judged for if you end up there? What, it, what, what one sin will you be judged for? You refuse to accept Jesus Christ. It's not that you're a multiple murderer, a raper, a child pornography person. All those are horrible. But the sin that sends us to hell is the refusal to accept the only way to get to heaven is Jesus Christ. Well, Pastor Mark, thanks a lot. I'm not really interested in any of that jazz. It's all baloney. One minute after you die, you will know the truth. It's too late. So listen up. Well, why is God, why is Jesus teaching this? Because he loves every single person he created. Everyone. Everyone. And so you understand what's happening. All right, that's enough for that. Now let's go on. Basically, when you see that, sometimes when we look at this, this story, we think, well, let me just tell you, Rich. The rich man didn't end up in hell because he was rich. He ended up there because he absolutely had no use for God. Remember, 
God, Jesus gave us two great commandments. Love God with all your heart and love what? Others. He could care less for God. Who was God for him? His money. Remember what Jesus told us a few weeks ago? You can't serve God and money. He was trying to. No interest in God. He, he was selfish. He was just, his money was his God. And what about loving others? No, he just stepped over the beggar. Not interested at all. So there was nothing in his life that would cause him to believe God. And you'll see what it was later that caused him. Well, what about Lazarus? Well, he didn't end up in, in paradise because he was poor. He ended up because he had faith in God and God's promises. He believed there was a Messiah coming. Now, here is what I want you to write this morning, because people will make fun of this, and you need to understand what Jesus is teaching. Not the church, not Calvary Chapel, not the Baptist church, not the Catholic church. Here's exactly what Jesus is teaching. Truth, heaven and hell are real places. They're real places. And what I gave you this morning is 100% scriptural right from the Bible. Now, remember this. After death... The dead are not dead. They're very much alive. The rich man was the rich man. Lazarus was Lazarus. They would get a different body later. And we have truth from Jesus. When they're down there, you'll see this in a moment. When you're in eternity, hell or heaven, you can see, you can hear, you can feel, you can reason. And here's a key word. You can remember. And if you want to write down the word remember this morning, right after, just put a little dash. What if? What if I would have done it different? What if? Now, all of these disprove the false belief of soul sleep. Some people believe this, that when you die, your spirit is not conscience between death and the resurrection when we get a new body. No, that's not true at all. Immediately after you die, you'll be in one of two places. You'll be in hell or you'll be in heaven. Immediately. There is no waiting period. There's nothing. Absent from the body, boop, present with the Lord. Just an unbeliever, boop, immediately into hell. Eventually to the lake of fire. Now watch what happens here. Notice I told you they can see, they can feel, they can understand, and they can remember. Look at verse 24. So he, the rich man, called him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. You know what you hear a lot of people say today? Hell is a party place. And here's how you'll hear it. We had a hell of a time last night. It was fantastic. We all got drunk and we had sex and all kind of. It was a hell of a time. Well, is that what this man is saying? No, what he's saying there is this, I'm in agony. Help me. Help me. Now, what people say today is not unusual. There's many, many famous people that have the image of hell. That's not true. Mark Twain said this, and I don't want you laughing because it's sad that people are deceived by Satan. Here's what he said. I'll take heaven for the climate and hell for the society. I'd rather be in a cool place, but I want to be where my friends are. Listen to Ted Turner. I'm looking forward to dying and going to hell because I know that's where I'm headed. 
Ronald Reagan's son is an atheist and has an atheist organization. He always ends his programs with a statement, unafraid of hell, excited to go there. Really? Well, notice what Jesus teachings. Torment, agony, eternal fire. Jesus doesn't teach that hell is a party place at all. Now, the rich man made two requests. Here's the first. Please have mercy or pity on my suffering. But look at verse 25. But Abraham replied, son, what's the next word? Tell me. Remember, there it is. Remember in your lifetime you received good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. Now I'm translating that word, remember, to today. I want you to think about this. People that end up as unbelievers, they would remember all the times they could have done right to love others. But they refuse. Remember, when you're a believer, you're going to love God and you're going to touch people. All of you brought in one can, you can, for the poor people, way to go. We care for poor people. We care for people that struggle. We care for gals that are lined up to have an abortion. And we can speak to them that they can have that baby. Look at the baby. There's a real baby in you. We care for all of those things. We want to care for those people. Think about this. Some, many people in hell are going to do it. They remember all the times someone shared you. You shared the truth with them. And what did they do when you shared? Oh, thanks. Don't ever talk to me about not interested in that garbage at all. Oh, they'll remember. And here's the big one I think that will happen. I remember when God spoke to me and I was in a church service and he told me to repent and put him first. But I told God, I'm not interested. So you'll never get that memory out of your mind. Can you imagine thinking, what if I'd done it differently? I want to share with you something. Whenever I teach on hell, and do you know that Jesus taught on hell more than any person in the Bible? That's amazing. When I teach on hell... I don't teach on hell to scare people into hell. I can't scare anybody into hell. If I could scare you into hell, somebody will scare you out of hell. I teach on hell because Jesus taught us to teach on hell. And the reason I'm teaching you this morning is God loves you. He sent his son to die for every single person. I would never try to scare you into hell. That's ridiculous. But I want to warn you of the consequences of your decision. You see, the the decisions we make today turn around and make us for eternity. People joke about hell being where all their friends will be partying. The Bible tells us differently. Pastor Mark tried today to convey the truth of what hell is like. He also spoke about the fact of being separated from God, which means we'd be separated from all that is good in this world. Love, peace, happiness, all gone from our lives forever. Scary and sad. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Pastor Mark will be concluding this message, Life After Death, Choose Your Destiny, the next time you join us. He'll be reminding us of the finality of death and the lengths some people will go to to avoid having to think about what the Bible has to say about the subject. We'll hear more about the two dead men and how what happened to them relates to us after we die as well. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.